We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, besties. You know what I don't have time for? Oh, my God, I love this podcast so much, you guys. Yes, I do. Yes. 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 Y
got the mother-in-law that cut the bowl cut haircut. Mm. I think about it all the time and I'd love to know where that relationship is at now because her kid was really little. If you didn't hear it, it was a long time ago, but basically a mother-in-law took it upon herself to give our DL's child their first haircut and butchered it. Also, I'm in the thick of this decision-making right now, very attached to my kid's hair, about to confront their first haircut and feeling a lot of feelings around it. Very emotional. I would be really upset if my mother-in-law did that. You know, Revs, funnily enough, after that episode aired, which was, as you mentioned, a while ago, my mother-in-law texted me and said, just so you know, Gem, I would never (sighs) take Rafa and Nikki to get their hair cut without your permission. Because she's like a nice, healthy human being, you know, not like this is psycho behavior. Okay, mother-in-laws, don't do it. Well, shall we see who's called the bestie hotline today and see if we can hash out their dilemma and squish it into some juicy (laughs) dilemmonade. Hey, besties. I need some advice. I have two-year-old twin tornadoes. Yeah. And the thought of toilet training them actually makes my skin crawl. Um, It just seems like another thing on the mental load that I just don't have time to do. And I was hoping that since you guys are seasoned parents um, and have been through the toddler stage, that you would have some tips. Oh, babe. My tip is don't do it. Yeah, just wait. (laughs) Just run. (laughs) Run from it. Two is negotiable. You don't have to do it at two. And it's winter. That's the other thing. You could wait till summertime at least. I mean, I waited till Iggy was three in three months, if that helps. I think I started with Teddy at the end of his twos and it just wasn't taking and I abandoned it and we came back to it at like three and a half. Mm. And then it still took ages. Teddy pretty much took a year. He did with the poos, I remember. Yeah. I mean, he kind of got the wheeze, but it was very hit and miss and there was a lot of back and forth. Yeah, he really, really didn't click until like four, four and a half. Yeah, I want to unpack our DL's brain a little bit. Like, Mm. is she feeling pressure? Is there a deadline? You know how sometimes your kid might be going to preschool, but they have to be toilet trained. Like there's often a lot of external pressures that Mm. kind of forces it upon us. I mean, kids come at toilet training in so many different ways. And one of the things that they say is, Wait till they're interested. Till they show interest. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to confirm right here that Iggy was never interested not even slightly like I reckon he could have rolled into age 15 happily hanging out in a nappy and breastfeeding (laughs) yep yep not interested sleeping in a cot totally fine so I had to force it upon him but once we committed we were all in I just think our DL does need to look ahead and maybe have a weekend in the calendar with no plans no plans and rather than trying to mentally gear up oh should I do it should I do it like if it's there in the future you can do a slow burn mental gear up towards it so both your kids kind of took the same amount of time right three months which is interesting because Rafa and Iggy are very different people Mm -hmm. they react to things very differently you parent them very differently in a lot of ways so they both took three months Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting and my expectations were well and truly lowered the thing I found in the toilet you could say (laughs) indeed the thing I found hardest with Rafa was the amount of people who said oh she's really switched on she'll get it in three days including me you were one of them the good mom like heaps of people were like oh she'll do it in three days and I have another friend who sent me the three-day toilet training program Mm. which look it had a lot of helpful resources in there but overall I think it does set you up for failure if your kid doesn't get it in three days which Rafa didn't and then I honestly felt like I'd failed her or I'd Mm. done something wrong or why wasn't she getting it and it just 
posed a lot of questions that I really didn't need during that time. So second time around with Iggy, I had no expectations. I was like, I'm strapping myself in for the marathon. This isn't a sprint. He's going to get it in his own time. And honestly, the whole experience was much more relaxing because I surrendered to the process. But Revs, twins? I was going to say, we cannot ignore the twin factor. You've got two two two-year-olds running around pissing and shitting everywhere. I mean, it's, it's mayhem. Or... Can you pit them against each other and get competitive? Welcome to the Rooney Parenting Channel (laughs) where everything's gamified and a competition. That's what I would do. I feel like it could be contagious. Like if one of them gets it, it can rub off on the other one. Well, they often say twins are great. (laughs) Don't come at me if you don't have this, but they often say twins are good sleepers because they have each other. Mm -hmm. They've always got someone with them. Look, I'm a huge fan of bribery. Huge. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of, like you say, lowering expectations and a huge fan of backtracking. Like Teddy, we started, now remember, we lived in Scotland and Teddy used to wear about six layers a day. So we started, it wasn't taking, but like when they're learning that I need to go sensation, it's like you got to act straight away, right? So I've got a friend who's actually toilet training her two-year-old twins right now. Wow. And they are carrying a travel potty around with them Mm. because it's like, you just got to be real agile, you know? just got to catch it's like the a, first couple, yeah. reward the behavior, and then yeah. it kind of clicks. But Teddy, you know, it'd be like, he'd be like, I need to wee. And I was like, all right, snowsuit off, waterproof thing off, Spencer off, thermals off, undies off. Oh, we've had an accident. <laughs> and then all six layers are wet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're not ready. Nappy. We're putting a nappy on. Now, I will say, because I waited till he was older, so when he was about three and a half and it did click, it was day and night at once. Mm. Whereas with Isla, who did toilet train in a pretty much a day I think it was two officially Mm. but like she just got it straight away but she wore nighttime nappies till she was almost six yeah and we've definitely talked about this on the potty before that there is a hormone the diuretic hormone which actually stops you from weighing in your sleep Mm -hmm. and we don't want to give kids any trauma where you're like blaming them or shaming them for for, bedwetting for bedwetting because they can't help it they're not in control of it they're not conscious so I would definitely say keep the night nappies until they're bone dry for a while yeah they say if your kids waking up with dry nappies for 14 days straight you could probably assume that they are nighttime weaned yeah. off their nappies yeah gosh so seasoned parents that's such a wild idea that we're seasoned I still feel like I'm like absolutely <laughs> rookieing this and I'm still 22 years old but yeah I would definitely say just like don't be afraid if it's not taking to shelve it for a while mm. would be my advice I mean that's not naturally how I like to approach things I'm like what well, we're gonna go in we're ripping the band-aid off especially because my eldest responds well to like this is the new normal this is what we're doing she responds well to that yeah I definitely found with Ted it was just like I'm actually killing myself trying to achieve something that is not achievable right now he's not ready not that I'm gonna give any advice but let me give you a reframe of every time they have an accident and I had to kind of train my husband to respond this way because it is massively inconvenient when they wet themselves. And annoying. It doesn't matter if you're at home. It doesn't matter if you're out somewhere in public. It is equally as annoying because it's something to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, let me take those pants and undies off. Let me wipe you down, put fresh ones. No one's got time for it. But if you reframe, and this is what helped me, if you reframe every accident as a positive in that every accident is one step closer to them being fully trained, it helps. Yeah. And every accident is them learning, oh, I don't like the feeling of wetness or this is uncomfortable because even kids who are like, 
piss themselves and are like, eh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Their skin gets itchy. Yeah. Iggy was a bit like that at first where he was like, whatever, I peed myself, but I'm busy playing with my train. And then he would kind of itch and yeah. scratch and be like, mommy, I'm itchy. I'm like, well, that's because the wee wee's dried on your skin and yeah. you need to maybe wee in the toilet next time. It just helps you does. celebrate mm-hmm. each accident rather than <laughs> get infuriated by it. Mm. And it's not their fault. They're learning. You know, you've got to have patience, I guess. And come at me about this if you want, but I think nappy training undies is bullshit. Oh, like pull-ups? No, like they're undies, but they are thicker Oh yeah, no. in the gusset and they're designed to kind of catch it. Uh-huh. But I'm like, this is one degree away from a nappy and I think it's confusing. I actually yeah. think it's better for your child to be saturated in wee yeah. down their legs yeah. so that they feel that discomfort because yeah. that's what drives them to go, well, I don't like that, so yeah. I'm not going to do that again. I would also say, and maybe this is a big call, <laughs> don't cancel me, but like I don't, I think we get really worried we're going to trauma them. I don't think they care that much. And the, obviously, you know your kid better than I do. But like, I certainly didn't find my kids didn't have any shame or embarrassment. Or like, when we stopped and started with Teddy, he wasn't like downtrodden or worried. Like, you know, he rolled with it. It was fine. So I think mm-hmm. you just, bit of instinct, bit of common sense, do what's right for your family, all that stuff. This is definitely one you don't have to overthink. 100p. And if you are someone who is course inclined, who likes mm. a step by step guide, we've heard of a fantastic course from a few people that we know in our lives who use the Big Little Feelings toilet training program, which they really enjoyed. The whole idea of this course is to take the pressure off, which I think it would have really suited me back in the day. The only caveat is that they don't condone bribery (laughs) as a tool. Unsubscribe. Look, some people are down (laughs) for that. I loved bribery as a tool. I will say that my kids didn't get addicted to the bribery. If anything, the novelty of the bribery itself wore off on them that when they started to pee on their own they stopped demanding yeah. the smarty or whatever because they're like oh yeah I do this three times a day like I I'm actually over the smarty so that's not a fear but yeah there's just many ways to string a bow yeah so I guess uh, our solve is you do you boo <laughs> best of luck with your twins <laughs> Hey, report back. Yeah, let us know how you go. Or even better, any DLs with twins Mm. who have been through this? Mm -hmm. Because there is something specific and unique about multiples and toilet training multiples at once. I bet daycare educators are like, lol, I'm used to training eight kids at once. Dude, a daycare educator once told me they change 50 nappies a day. Stop. 50. That's heckers. Like we don't pay them enough. Yeah. (laughs) I will say there is so much merit in the whole train your child on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, send them off to daycare on Monday to reinforce the training yes, and to deal that's a great tip. with the wet and pooey undies situation. Oh, sorry, daycare. <laughs> and also don't hesitate to tell your daycare as well. If my child poos in their undies and it's unsalvageable, feel free to burn and chuck those undies. Yeah. Don't put them in a yellow plastic bag <laughs> and send them home. We don't want them. No. We've spent Spent 50 cents on a pair of undies from Best and Less. Happy for them to burn in the bin. Yeah, bin those. (laughs) We love you, DLs. We love you. Have a great weekend. We've got a really interesting DNM episode (laughs) for you this Sunday for our subscribers. We are diving deep into a somewhat polarizing conversation around OnlyFans. Yeah, we're basically hashing out whether we think OnlyFans or being on OnlyFans is a feminist act or is it something else? You know, we kind of get really into it. We test out our own theories and yeah, give it a real stretch. So, 
I found it a really interesting chat. I didn't know Same. how it was going to kind of end up and it went all over the place. And we sent her the whole conversation around a case study yeah. of an interview between an OnlyFans and Piers Morgan. And we get a little bit fiery, yeah. don't we, Rebs? We, we, get, we get a bit ragey at times, you might say. <laughs> but anyway, if that tickles your fancy, come and join us on Sunday morning. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears bright and early on Tuesday. Beautiful radio announcing, Jim. <laughs> Seriously beautiful work. Love it. Thanks, Thanks, Rosity. We love you, DLs. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.